Hello there, lovely listeners, and welcome to a spin-off show. So, yeehaw! Yeehaw it is. We're still doing the yeehaws even in the spin-offs? Well, what else are we going to do? I don't know. We might think of something by the end of the show. Yes. So... We, uh, as we mentioned in our first episode back of the season last week, we are doing some new things. We're, we're adding some stuff to our kind of weekly review schedule, our weekly release schedule rather, and that is um, these movie reviews, which aren't going to be super like, you know, we might get deep into the weeds, at least from my perspective of like the filmmaking, but it's more going to be our kind of feelings about movies, how we feel about certain movies. So we're going to call this show for the moment Filmic Feelings. Yes. Yeah, so. We need a snappy little. A snappy little jingle of some kind. We need like a sort of, you know what I mean, right? No, I have no idea what you're We need like a AI kind of like jingle. like. Why does it need to be an AI jingle? I don't know. Right. Okay. I just doubt myself and you and <laughs> wow. you very much. Wow. Uh, for a second it was like a really cute like, oh, like you're good and it could have been like a real empowering moment but then you just kind of made it everybody and I'm like, oh, this is what being a teenager is. Okay. Um, so anyway, let's, let's get started, shall we, Cooper? What is the movie that we're talking about first on this, on this first spin-off episode of our show? Fast and Furious X. Ah, uh, yes. Fast and Furious X. <laughs> now, we have talked about Fast and Furious previously on our show. Um, we talked about Fast and Furious 9 in our... We talked about all of them. Yeah, but we mostly talked about 9 in our fifth episode, which was about our top five favorite movies. Do you remember? No. Okay, great. That was like six million months ago. Okay, if you say so. Anyway, or at least it felt like it. So, Fast and Furious X released while we were off air. Cooper, yes, it did. Tell the audience what the story was, um, without spoilers for those who might not have oh, seen it yet. Oh, without spoilers. I thought yeah, this well, was just going to be a spoiler show. To be honest, we'll get into spoilers later. Okay, for anyone listening. There will be spoiler alerts later in this episode. We'll let you know when there are going to be spoilers. What, so like a little recap? Yeah, give us give us roughly what, what the story is for this, for this particular entry. So I'll say what I think is without spoilers. So it's basically based, it starts 10 years in the past mm-hmm. in the storyline of Fast Five. With the original uh, bad guy from Fast Five, Dante Reyes, who is... You mean... Oh, Dan- yeah. oh my God. Already. This is Hernan Reyes. Sorry. Hernan Reyes <laughs> is the bad guy of Fast Five. <laughs> who it's it, not a spoiler. They say I it know, in the trailer. I know. His son, Dante, is played by Jason Momoa. Well, first, he's a Brazilian drug dealer. Is that the... Hernan Reyes, yes. And... He has got $100 million in a vault in a police station, which the whole s- thing in five is they're trying to steal the money in the vault, the $100 million, because Reyes is the enemy. Mm. And so 
they play the scene, but what you don't know is in this scene, what we didn't know in Fast Five is Hernan has a son, Dante. Yes. Who basically, after he was in the car that fell off the bridge and got hit by the vault, am I explaining this correctly? You're going into way too much detail. That was in the trailer, though. I know, but really, all we need to say for this recap is... He was in Fast Five, kind of. That the family is back, and they're going to be saying family a million times a minute. They didn't say it that much in this video. Yes, they did. In this video? This is the most uses of the word family in the last five movies. I wouldn't go that far. No, it's 100% correct. Somebody counted. Really? They used family more in this movie... The only other movie where they use family more is eight, I think. Really? Let me double check that. Or maybe Please. it was maybe it was nine used at the most, and this was the second most. Let me see. That's really weird most how this one uses of family graph. <sighs> Here we go. Cue the elevator music. Oh no, we've got it. We've got it. Wait, I'm just looking for a more comprehensive. Sorry, just give me a moment, everyone. It's fine. Cooper, keep telling people the story while I while I keep looking this up. Yes, so at the end of Fast Five, Reyes, Hernan Reyes is killed. That's a spoiler alert for Fast Five, but it's been out. 12 years. So then Dante is basically on, basically he's going on a revenge mission. Is that the best way of saying it? Yes, he's going for revenge on on Dom for, for killing his father. Trying to make Dom suffer. Yes. And so I've, I've got the, the graph here. Family is said... At least 25 times in Fast and Furious 10. The next most is 16 in uh, Fate of the Furious. I thought you meant Fast and Furious 16. I got very confused there. Well, we'll be there soon enough. But yes. No, we won't. Song lyrics are not counted in this. Languages outside of English count for usage. They say it outside of English? Yeah, like mi familia. Oh, well, that's kind of English in a way. It's not. It's Well, Spanish. it isn't. It isn't. But they say the word family in there. Familia. But that's how you say it in Spanish. Whatever. We're getting sidetracked. We are. So, um, yeah, so Dante's on this revenge mission. The family um, have to come together. Um, so that they can be pulled apart because Vin Diesel doesn't want to work with anybody else in these movies anymore. He doesn't like any of these people anymore. Um, so you kind of have three different groups of people in this film. So you have Tej, Roman, uh, Ramsey and Han who all start the film doing this job for the... The agency. The agency. Which? The nondescript... Agency. Just the agency that used to be run by Kurt Russell. But he's now 
alive but missing in action. Missing, let's just say. Quote, unquote, missing because maybe he was unavailable at the time that these movies were being filmed. Um, So you have... You have that whole storyline with those guys and they end up, um, things happen and they have to go on the run. Um, then you have uh, Letty who gets captured at some point and gets she put gets into... She gets captured in Rome. She gets That's captured. That's not a spoiler. She gets captured. Yes, it is a spoiler to say she gets captured in Rome, but she gets captured. No, we know she gets captured in Rome. People who watch the trailers don't know that. Yes, they do. No, they don't. The police surround her in Rome. Not in the trailer. Yeah, they do. No, I've they seen don't. it in the bloody trailer. And plus, it was in the behind-the-scenes footage as well. Yes, because our audience are definitely watching behind-the-scenes footage of Fast and Furious. They should be. Anyway. So she's captured and she's uh, in a prison alongside um, Cypher, who was the bad guy in Fast and Furious 8. Is maybe not a bad guy anymore. Who knows? It's kind of unclear. Um, And then you've got uh, Vin Diesel pretty much on his own for the entire movie. He has a few scenes with other people. He has a few scenes kind of not quite with Jason Momoa, but kind of Jason Momoa's storyline is most tied to him. He has a lot of scenes with his son, you know, because uh, he likes children but not full-grown adults. Um, he never has a scene face to face with John Cena, but John Cena is also there and is involved. Oh, sorry. There is a fourth group, which is John Cena is trying to get Dom's son to a rendezvous point so that they can all meet up. We see Mia Toretto for one or two scenes. Like two scenes. That's um, it. Inexplicably without her husband present because they refuse to kill Brian in these movies, even though Paul Walker's been dead. Well, that's apparently where she's gone to stay with Brian throughout the whole film. I know, but they have a whole family dinner that Brian's not present. Anyway. Yeah, it gets confusing with all this stuff. Basically, you've got these four different storylines moving. Now, as you can probably tell from the tone of my talking about these movies. He hates them. I did not. I don't hate all these movies. I did not like this movie. I liked it a lot better than I liked Nine. Nine is to me. You speak really heavily about that. Nine to me is the worst. It's the worst. Apart from Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift is bad. Han is the only good part of that film. Exactly. And that's why Han's back because there was a whole bring Han back vote. Yes. Throughout the whole of this time. You would think with all the time they had to figure out how to bring Han back, they would do it better than how they did it in nine. But anyway, I don't know. Well, can we say that? The movie's been out for two years. Yeah. It's basically that he's just not in the car. They could have done it that he escaped through a storm drain that the car conveniently landed on. They could have just done it in almost any way other than the way that they did it. That is Um, fair. So. So anyway, this film, I I don't dislike this film as much as I dislike uh, Nine. What about Eight? Uh, I think Eight's fine. The last one I really enjoyed was Seven. Well, this was a thing that I was going to say. Fast and Furious will never be the same without Paul Walker. That's just it a won't. fact. Well, and it also won't because they refu- they actually and this is one of my big problems. So. As, as you've probably already heard, and this isn't a spoiler, 
But Brian Paul Walker's character does not appear again in this film. Or there's not even... He hasn't appeared since Seven. He hasn't appeared since Seven. And that's because... And every time they... That's because he's dead. That's because Paul Walker died during filming Seven. Yes. And... But my problem is, is that they keep referencing him and going, oh, Brian's looking after the kids. Brian's off doing something. When it's like really with the escalation in these films and the things that are happening and the character that Brian is, it actually kind of ruins his character for him to have not died. Because he really should have died and that would have been... That's why the son is named Brian. That's why he's never around. He's died in some un like in some circumstance that we don't see. That's why Mia's in these movies more. Like it just doesn't make sense for him to still be alive. And it honestly makes you know, watching those early movies with how Brian loves this family and how he protects them really kind of messes up. And I know that Vin Diesel doesn't want to kill him. Well, I will agree to disagree with you. I think I will agree with you on a term. They probably should have killed him off at some point. Mm -hmm. But it would have been inappropriate to kill him off in Seven, I feel like, because that's when he died. Sure, but I feel like you start Eight with his funeral. I think that... Would be a good thing. But then also you've got to remember there are meetings that go on behind the scenes of how can we keep Brian's character alive in a way. But I will agree with you, but I will also disagree with you on the same term. But keeping Brian's character alive and having the substance of what Brian's character is doing in the world being he's looking after the kids when his, like, people in his family are going through immense hardship. I will agree with you. It's really difficult to stomach. I mean, you you could very much, if if there'd been a funeral in eight and the kid's named after, like, and then at the end of the movie you have the kid gets named Brian, you have this beautiful moment where then... Brian still kind of lives on through this child and you get, you know, your your uncle Brian, he'd be so proud of you. You're named after him, you know. You get all these moments where Dom can be telling Brian about his namesake Mm. and all of this beautiful story. Yeah, I will agree with you. I do think that... In the next movie or two, whichever one will be the last main Fast and Furious film, Dom and Brian will go out in a blaze of glory, I think. But. And then those two characters will die together. I just don't agree with that, though. I will agree with you on it. Because by that point, they're saying that now the, the finale of this series will be a trilogy. But can you remind me again, is it? Two main films and a film and with a Hobbs, Hobbs spin-off, yes. Or is it three with a Hobbs film? No, they're talking about fast, basically going up to Fast 12 and the Hobbs one separate. Okay. So that would mean that we cap out at Fast and Furious 12. Now, Which, when that releases, well, 
who would know because they haven't even finished a script for Eleven yet. Well, aren't they doing the Hobbs thing first? That's the plan. But is that scripted? I don't know. Is that scripted? There's currently a writer's strike going on, as we talked about in our last episode. So, yeah, well, if it's not scripted, they won't be able to even script it for who knows how long. Yeah, I will agree. What I'm building to here, just Mm. if I may, is that by the time we get that moment that you're talking about, this blaze of glory for Brian. Which will probably be, I'm guessing with the two more, the three more films to come, we'll probably expect closer to 2030. Probably late 2020s. Paul Walker will have been dead for nearly two decades. Well, he's this is ten years this year. Ten this years since he died. I think it's the end of this year. And which like marks when you years. look at the when you look at the time frames of these movies, like ten years, and we've gotten through three more films, and we've got three more films to go. So it's going to be at least another close yeah. to ten years. So he's going to be dead for twenty years. And then they're going to give him this blaze of glory. And tw- 20 years of movies for him to just die anyway. Yes. I will agree. I will say that, so if we can go off it, there is usually a Fast and Furious movie every two years. Mm. That is usually the timeline, even if there's a spin-off in the middle. Like that's what happened with Hobbs and Shaw. It was two years from eight to Hobbs and Shaw and then another two years to nine. Mm. So let's think that they've already scripted this next film, whichever film it will be. Mm. We will probably expect this film 2025. Well, so then you've got 2025, 2027, 2029 is the shortest time frame we could have. It will probably be around 2030 that time. By the time it releases. And that's if it's scripted already. And if it's not, then it's going to be longer. And, yeah, we're going to be get. It's going to be like 17 years since the death of Paul Walker. It will be a long time. I just, like, I understand that Vin Diesel's, you I know. I mean, he still can't talk about it to this day. Like, I get it. And I, I, I really understand it. But at some point. You have to He's doing a disservice not only to Brian. the character of Brian, but, but to, to his Paul. friend. Because, like, I I understand that to him the beauty of this moment of their characters going out in a blaze of glory or, you know, well, that's Paul's if, character. Even if that happens. That's even if that happens. But even just Paul's character being there at the end in some capacity, you can have him there if Dom's going to die you can have Brian be the one who, He's, like, walks him through the afterlife. Like, you can have him be the one who, like, meets Dom at the gates of heaven or whatever, you know. It would be a bit weird, but still. But also it'd it be would a good be a, moment. It'd be a beautiful moment. I will moment. agree with you there. I just, I've, I've always had an issue ever since eight with how they've handled Brian's death. And with every movie, it just to me gets worse and worse. Because with every movie, like the last, the last movie in nine, one of my biggest problems was Jordana Brewster's there, 
and she's fighting with Letty in this apartment in Tokyo. And it's like her husband, who was a like police officer and who was very invested in this. Who was an FBI this, officer. An FBI officer point. as well. And just was so invested in this team and these people doesn't come back. And sure, we see the skyline rock up at the end of that film. But like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that really Well, another signify? question is also, Jordana's here in these last two films. She wasn't in eight. Yep. Brian's obviously not here. Was she not in eight? She wasn't in eight. Oh, okay. I thought she was in eight right at the end. No, she was never in eight. Right, okay. They cut Mia's character out of eight and then brought her back in nine. And also the question is, where are her and Brian's kids? Well, apparently their dad's always looking after them while she runs like, about. We've never seen, we've only seen their kids in the movies that Brian was in. So yeah, we've six only seen, and well, seven. we've only seen Jack. We've, they were expecting another child in seven yeah. and that's a child we've never seen. Yeah, we've never seen the daughter. Yeah, I just, anyway. We've talked for like a solid 10 minutes just about Paul Walker. Now we should get on to Momoa. Well, I think now I've, I've expressed my feelings about the movie. Um, Cooper, tell us, tell us how you felt about the movie. I thought it was better than nine. It was, even though it was crazy, it was a lot more down to earth, literally. Mm. Mm. Um, I thought. Momoa was great. Oh. You've got to admit. Oh, we'll get into it, but I love Jason Momoa in this film. I also think Alan Richardson was great. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in better things, but he's he's always good. Well, Reacher. He was amazing in Reacher, but that's a different character. Sure. He but is the main character in that. But that's what I'm saying. I've I've seen him in better things. Sure. What about Brie Larson's character? I think Tess was pretty good. She was pr- she was pretty good. Yeah. I I have my own issues about that, but but yes, she was she was good. Now, can we express the after credit scene? Cuz that has I think, been I think from here, so let's just say this and is we a spoiler ha- we've alert. We've barely part. talked about the film to this point, but we can't if, really talk about much without If you spoilers. don't want spoilers, the takeaway from this video is that um, we both liked it more than nine. Well, that's obvious. The difference is, is that you actually reasonably liked nine. I hated nine. I mean, as the time's gone on since the movie, I like it less. Right. I hated it from minute one and it was quite a sore subject between Cooper and I for a considerable amount of well, time. Well, it wasn't because you said for the first year you liked that film and then all of a sudden you came out of nowhere saying, oh, I hated it. Yeah, because mum told me that I had to shut up about how I hated the movie because I would make you upset. Which you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. But then you actually talked <laughs> sense into me for God's sake. I know, as I often do. Um, basically the takeaway for, for both, for both of us is that we liked it more than nine. I still don't like these movies. I don't like these movies. I love Jason Momoa as the bad guy. He is. Well, that's a, without a question. He is amazing. He is. And he will be in it 
at least the next one and the one after. Yeah, he'll be at least in two more of these, and I think he's fantastic. Um, and he'll be in the Hobbs one, won't he? Yeah, yeah, it's Hobbs and Reyes. It's all about the two of them. Would Deckard come in that? Don't know. Because that was what do you think of Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, I thought it was fine. It was funny. It was fun. It was kind of brainless. It was just kind of like, oh, now we're doing like superhero-esque stuff and it's globetrotting and it's whatever and it's not really about cars anymore, but we've got some cool cars in there. That one wasn't really about cars. But no, neither of them are the car characters. Yeah, exactly. I, I enjoy their back and forth enough that I was like, okay, this is fun. Um. Anyway. Fast and Furious 10, uh, if you don't want to stay through to spoilers, you know, at the end of the Pause day. Pause this, haven't, if you go haven't see seen the it, movie and then come back after the movie. If you haven't seen the movie by now, you probably don't care about spoilers. If you do, uh, Cooper. Well, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you've probably already been spoiled. Probably. Cooper quite enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it as much. Um, well, you qu- you quite enjoyed it. You. I enjoyed Jason Momoa and that's pretty much... You enjoyed a few of the characters. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into that now. So if you don't want to be spoiled, come back to this after you've seen the movie. Yes. So cameos, because that's all they are. They're not characters, quote unquote, returning. They're cameos. So Gal Gadot has oh, a cameo. Yes. As... Um, What's her name? Giselle. Giselle. Who died in Fast and Furious 6. Fast and Furious 6, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the circumstances around her death are kind of hilarious anyway. Well, it makes sense that she's back because in that film, she obviously had her death happen. She fell off. She She threw herself off a jeep and shot a guy in the head to save Han. Yes, which was attached to a plane. Yes. So she was going to go back and hit the runway, basically. Yes. And guess who also basically flew off and hit the runway as well? Deckard Shaw. Uh, Owen Shaw. Who is still alive. And who we is saw still alive and we know he's been alive. But also, like, they never went looking for Giselle's body. They never, like, I don't think they had a funeral for her. No, they didn't. I'm just like, what? They had a funeral for Han. Yeah. Which confuses me because they apparently brought back a body. That's the thing. Oh, anyway, we're not going to get into all of that. But, yes, they brought back a body of maybe Han it was from a, Tokyo. Maybe it was a person disguised as Han. Maybe. But my, like, she literally does not say a word. She's just looking through binoculars on a sub. She just comes out of a conning tower of a submarine and go, and Letty's like, What? I can't, I can't believe well, it. And Cypher's like, yeah, I've got secrets too. It's like, what? Well, we assume that she's been with Cypher the whole time. But then also Dom worked with Cypher. Dom worked with Cypher and Cypher was a bad guy. Well, I heard rumours that Han's known Gels, uh, Gel, Giselle's been alive this whole time. Okay. That was a rumour going on that. Then why is he on Tinder? That's a whole thing at the start of this movie is they're putting him on dating apps because he hasn't – he's never learned to love again after Giselle died. Yes. 
Well, if you noticed, he was very reluctant against the Tinder. Sure. Very. That's that's an interesting topic. Mm. But also, should we get into the elephant in the room around Han? What elephant in the room around Han? Do you not remember what happened at the end of the movie? What do you mean? They're in the plane and it crashes. So, let's let's look at that storyline. So, for most of the movie, as we were saying, you have all these different storylines. One that we follow that is the worst one in the movie uh, is the storyline happening between uh, Tej, which is ludicrous, Roman, which is Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Ramsey, which is Emmanuel, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, and Han, which is Sung Kang. They all do this mission in Rome where they think they're working for uh, Little Nobody, which is Scott Eastwood's character, and the agency. They're actually not working for the agency. They're actually working for Reyes. And they're... Um, well, it, it becomes apparent later because the person who's taken over from Mr. Nobody, Ames, who is played by Alan Richardson. Yes. We found out later in the film that he was with Dante the whole time. Yes, he was working with Dante. But still, like, I'm pretty sure Tyrese even says, like, Mr. Little Nobody gave us this job. It's like, what? Anyway. And where would the job have come from? (laughs) Little Nobody's superior. Yeah. So Anyway. So my whole thing with that, with that storyline, because then they have to go on the run and they go to this like internet cafe where Ramsey knows a guy and it's Pete Davidson. And Tyrese and, and that whole scene. They have a fight. Is awful. Tej and Roman have this really pathetic fight. Han eats. A Han eats a hallucinogenic. Is muffin, it a muffin? Blueberry muffin. That he makes eats a him blueberry muffin with drugs in it. But then he's fine in the next scene. Yes. He's even fine later in that scene. He's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, but that's just hard. That's just hard in a nutshell. But like, he's like tripping out and then he's suddenly fine because they need to leave. And Pete Davidson's there and it's like, what is happening here? And then they go to Deckard Shaw, who has not appeared in the movie yet. And they're like, Deckard, we need guns and stuff. We've I think that fight scene was really cool. Oh, that, that fight scene was cool, but that's because Sung Kang's a very dynamic performer. Like every time they cut outside of that room where the two of them were, to like Tej and Roman and, and even Ramsey, I'm like, I don't care. T- take me back in the room with Jason Momoa who knows how to fight. and With, with Song Jason Kang. Momoa? Sorry, Jason Statham. There are too many Jasons. That's um, true. <laughs> with Jason Statham, who knows how to fight and is a very good action performer, and um, Sung Kang, who's, you know, doing some cool stuff as well. Um, and then Deckard just hears that his mum might be in danger because she was His seen, mum's been kidnapped. Which, like, she was in a scene with Dom, like, 20 minutes before, and we don't get any sense that she's it's in danger. It's been about an hour since we've seen her in that one scene that she was in for the film and she's apparently been captured or is going to be captured. Yeah, I'm just like, what? And he grabs his guns and his grenades and he hops in his McLaren Senna. And he's gone. 
and we never see or hear from him again for the rest of the film. Yes. There are a lot of one-scene characters in this film. That's my issue is like, and and I say this with a lot of sequels, saga continuations, all that kind of thing, your movie has got to stand alone because every movie is a movie, even if it's a stepping stone to other bigger things. Within itself... It is a movie. It is a movie and it's got to have your three acts and, you know, you haven't seen this film yet, but Across the Spider-Verse... Yeah, we is, need to see that. We do need to see that. Um, so it's a continuation. It's got a second part coming out soon. It's got a second part? Does it really? Yeah, so... Uh, I thought you were talking about the one that we watched a couple months ago to the, this one. No, so... Because that was like a five-year well, it teaser. Is, it is a continuation, but, like, it's a two-parter. So this one. Across the Spider-Verse and Beyond the Spider-Verse is the next one. They're a two-parter, basically. It's basically like Empire Strikes Back into Return of the Jedi. Like... Like what the new Mission Impossible is going to be? Yes. What so Fast and Furious was supposed to be? So Across the Spider-Verse ends in this cliffhanger that I saw about three weeks or something like that, not long after I'd seen Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious ends on a cliffhanger. <coughs> it is an awful cliffhanger. Which clip? <coughs> I'm dying. Well, it's almost a literal cliffhanger because, as you say, Ames is pretending to work with Dom, but he's actually working with Dante. Mm. And the plot line of Roman <coughs> Tej, Ramsey and... Um, Han is, is that they're in this big cargo plane that they inexplicably get into position right above Dom um, just in time for Dom to see them get shot down by a rocket launcher wielded by Alan Richardson's character. Um, I think go we out see of them, shot? We see them go out of shot. There's we not see an, the plane go out of shot and then a second later... Poof. Yeah but we don't know what happens to them. Well, there is a jeep right at the back of the cargo plane. So we're like, there's no way they're dead. But also, like, what's the point in leaving us on that cliffhanger for the next four years? Well, that's also not a cliff. That bit's not a cliffhanger. The actual cliffhanger at the end of the film, well, not even is where Dom's driven off the dam mm. and the dam's part exploded and yep. then Dante arms all these bombs, which is going to blow the whole dam up. Yeah. And it ends where the bombs are like, before they blow up. Yeah. And then we cut to where we see Giselle and mm. then the end credit scene. Yeah. It's just, it's real bad. It's real. It's a really bad ending. I wish it wasn't a cliffhanger like that, at least. Because, like, it's just too many. It's too many imminent, or it's too much death. Because we've just watched John Cena, and I'm doing quotation air quotation marks with my fingers. Die. Yes, John Cena dies. But does he? Because does anyone die in these movies? That's my issue. Is that. John Cena, there's this very emotional and moving scene where he's like, I got to sacrifice myself in the stupidest way possible. 
literally one of the dumbest death scenes I've ever seen. But it's also like, is he you really can, dead? Do you know, you? I watched that behind the scenes. I knew his death was coming because I watched mm. this behind the scenes. Yeah, right. And you can even see in the film how they did actually do this, but it's done in two parts. So you can see the car go like explode. The missiles shoot into the pavement. It goes and it flips over for some reason. He fired all four missiles, two at the front, two at the back. How's and yet the back flip- gone over? Oh, look, Cooper's, Cooper's been learning some stuff in physics. And then if you look in the bar, you see it tilt down like that. And then all of a sudden it's flying upside down. That's because they used, they, I think, put a bomb at the back of it, mm. shot it, flew it up, and it landed on the guardrail on the other side on the tailgate mm. and then went on to its wheels like that. Yeah. And then they had a cannon which fired it into that line of cars with explosives but not as explosive as it was in the film. A lot of those flames were CGI. Yeah. And you can tell how that's in two parts in the film. But I don't even mean technically. Like technically half of the shit in these movies is just fake boggles belief how they even conceptualize it but it's to me it's just you know you kill him in such an obvious way that like if they want to bring him back slightly disfigured with some burns they can easily do that it's almost like han's death car like explodes upside down the car doesn't even look like it's damaged it just looks like it's on its roof yeah, Slightly. but like at least at the time that they made that movie, like that death felt permanent. It's only later when we get to nine that it's suddenly like we're reversing that because even seven validated his death. Yeah, because and they changed the timeline just so they could bring him back. Yeah, but that death at least felt impactful until nine where they decided to bring him back, but... I mean, like I'm glad John Cena dies in this movie, and even if Roman Tej, Ramsey, and and Han die, they're not. I I don't care. Well, you do care because Han's your favorite character. In I mean, all I of care this. about Han. If Han gets in that jeep like, and leaves the rest of them for dead, Han, Han, you will admit, even though you hate the way they brought him back, you're glad that they brought him back. Oh, I love Sung Kang. I think he's you, fantastic. One complaint you had about Nine is he didn't eat chips enough. No, my complaint about Nine was there was no point in bringing him back. He was brought back because he was the guardian he of was this the important character. person. No, but like narratively, I he's see what back you mean. because he's the guardian of this important person who's got the DNA code for the Ares device or whatever the hell it is in that movie. I see. But like. Well, apparently there's also a deleted scene. Because I was wondering, you know that girl that he's with in Nine, Elle, yeah. the kid that he looks after? Yeah. Apparently there's a deleted scene that explains where she is. I, I mean, I don't care. That was one thing I was wondering. I was like, where did this person all of a sudden go? I don't care. What I was really disappointed about was when Dom and Han had this really... 
connectful moment in the garage. Yeah, they had a they had a moment. I was like, oh, maybe Han is gonna be paired up with Dom. Like that'd be good. I'd like to see the two of them dealing with some stuff together. But no, they just put him with Tej and Roman and Ramsey, and I'm like, I don't. Well, Dom says like, you know, I have to send you or something like that. To make sure it doesn't go out of control or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just such. I don't know, man. One I thing. Just, w- I think the biggest thing standing in the way of these movies is the fact that they have this massive ensemble cast that are meant to be a family. And yet I, I don't believe it fundamentally because I know that, you know, Vin Diesel doesn't like shooting with anyone else. And he has all of these clauses in his contract that he's not allowed to lose a fight that. He Does can he? only work with people he approves that to be in scenes with. And that so like has he actually had a falling out with Jason Momoa? That's what I'm that's every I've I've read articles. They may or may not be fake. Like, you know, the the validity of them is is what it is. Let's see. Vin Diesel, Jason Momoa. Well, a lot of the times I think they kill these characters because of fights that They've had with Vin. Okay, so so Jason Momoa makes a statement. Let's hear it. I'm just reading this now. I'm just. Do, 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 do. So here's the initial. Uh, here's the initial quote that came out. Vin is embarrassed Jason is being branded the only bright spot in the film and stealing his thunder in the franchise he built himself. I mean, I think you would think that that's a very accurate statement. Mm. So then Diesel seemed to subtly put those rumours to rest. He said that he only has love for his Fast and Furious family as the team heads towards Fast X Part 2. Jason wanted to try something totally unique and special and ended up creating a scene-stealing character that the world won't forget. Jason Momoa too commented that it's all aloha and thanked Diesel for taking a chance with me, boss man. This isn't the only feud. And then they talk about the Dwayne The Rock Johnson stuff. So, look, that might just be that it's one of two things. Either they're trying to save face in the aftermath of it to prevent drama on the scale that the the rock Vin Diesel drama was a few that years ago. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the video where uh, Johnson roasts Tyrese's music video. Yeah, that's full on. And and just that, that conflict was very full on um, as a whole. Which is very confusing why he's back. Mm. Especially as he's well, back. and we haven't even talked about that yet. Well, that Dwayne yeah, we Rock have. Johnson's back. We touched on it briefly. He's back. Yeah, but he's back in this film. We talked about that he's got another movie coming up, but we haven't actually mentioned that he appears at the end of this film. Sure, he appears at the end of this film. There we go. And uh, yeah, he's, move on. Um, he's he's not looking great. He looks very old. He's got like he's got this like, grey beard. He's got grey beard. He's got like I swear they've put more wrinkles on his head than currently exist on I Dwayne mean, the I Rock saw Johnson's the video, head. I saw the video hit where he addressed it. Mm. He looks like he did in the early films, like seven and eight. Mm. He does not look like he did in ten. 
Yeah, he looks like he's in his bloody seventies in that film. They've they've done some weird aging up on him in that movie, but is that because he ages so well? Like, yeah. But speaking of the feud between Vin Diesel and Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa is the best part about this film. He is. That is one thing we'll agree on. He is amazing in this film. I would say he's the best part of the film. I will say that. Cooper's finally come round to my side. Well, he is the best part of the film. I still think the film is good. Sure. When I said that when we first watched the movie, you were very angry at me. Yes, I was. I think that Jason Momoa... Look, is it reminiscent of the Joker? A hundred percent it is. He is so much like the Joker. He's got... This is a villain that I've never really seen much of. The villain that's got so much like... What's the word? Suave? He's got so much charisma. And he's so... He's like unhinged and like a full maniac. Psycho. And delights in that fact. Like he stabs a dude and licks the thing, like licks like the knife. and literally just goes shum, shum, cut him open. Then he just licks the blood off the knife. Yeah, and the scene that I always talk about as one of my favourites with Jason Momoa's character. Is this the drag race? No. No, my that's my favourite quote. We'll get there in a second. My, my, no, my favourite scene is where oh. he's, in, he's in like a backyard somewhere and he's wearing a like pink plush bathrobe. He's got his hair done up in two little like bob pigtails and he's doing his nails. He's not and, even doing his nails. Oh, is he doing their nails? There are two guys on these seats next to him and they're technicians that he stole from Cypher. Who he helped, who helped him do this plan that he had in Rome, and he's doing their nails, and they're both fully dead, with their eyes taped open and their mouths taped into these weird, like kind of smiles, and he's like talking to them as if they're alive, and then just at the end of the scene, he's like, "Oh, well, guys, I've had a great time. Someone will be around around to uh, bury you in an unmarked grave shortly. Enjoy." And just walks away. He is so good. And it is well, so like it like gave me chills because it's just so off putting to see someone that sociopathic. Just like it's it's really great. And then the quote you're talking about, I'm assuming you want to say it. Well, so he arrives at this drag racing area in his purple impala. Mm. Pastel purple in parlor. Mm-hmm. Gets out. He's got a million dollars that he just throws onto the hood of it. He's wearing like this silk. Is it silk? Bailey? Uh, yes. Like purple silk to match the car and matching nails. Yeah. And matching like hammer pants, like very fluffy. He's all matching to his car. Mm. And he walks in and he's like, I'm Dante, Ashante. Mm. He's just, he's got a lot of just like, I call it chaotic queer energy. He's just very out there, very flamboyant, very just yeah. well, mad. Vin, well, Vin Diesel punches him and then he goes, ah ha ha. Yeah. 
And then he gets his tooth knocked out and he's like, yeah. he like grabs it and throws it at Vin Diesel and goes, you butthole. He literally pulls his tooth out, throws it in Vin and says, you butthole. He's, he's great. He is he's amazing. Fantastic. Oh, man. All right. Well, Cooper, we've been talking about these movies for 50 minutes. I did say that this was going to be a long episode. See, I feel like we're going to have to... And I also think... I mean, filmic feelings does make sense for this for this episode because we have just kind of rambled our way through this movie in a very non-structured way, which I've actually quite enjoyed. Um and I hope you have too, audience. Yes, expect more movie reviews. We've got some in the pipeline. I don't even know if we can really call this a review. It's not really a review. We it's a rant. It's a rant. It, we've gone down rant lane. We really have. Well, I think we'll cut it, it here. It wasn't as much of a heated argument as I thought it would be. No, it wasn't. I was I was really expecting some juicy juicy content for our subscribers but um well maybe we should just have a fight now then. all right let's have a punch up all right everyone uh i'm just gonna give a left hook to to cooper and uh we'll see you next episode Ow. it's okay he's on the ground all right until next time lovely listeners bye bye